You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM with Mankir Najla, and we are speaking to Gary Tandi with Such Community Hub. We're talking about how more help is on the way for South Asian people living in Greater Vancouver who face mental health and substance use challenges. On Monday, the BC government announced plans to provide $100,000 in funding to create a community hub. Gary, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for inviting me on. So I want to know just what are your thoughts on this announcement? I think it's exciting. I think we there's a concern we absolutely have. I've been in this field, social service sector, for over 20 years, and I've seen a lot of folks struggling, a lot of folks from the South Asian community struggling with mental health addiction issues. So um, in many ways, I, 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 we're scratching the surface in terms of uh, getting those supports out to these community members, but it's absolutely a great start. And, you know, I think one of the conversations that we've been having a lot, especially I feel like ever since the pandemic hit, was the importance of having culturally relevant services. And in your time, especially of doing this work and your experience, do you think we're getting better at having services, you know, for people of all backgrounds? Absolutely. I think there's a a great dialogue. I've certainly seen it over the last few years. I think even the newer sort of, you know, the generations coming up and the discussion much more openly around mental health and addiction. Uh, but recognizing, yes, there are folks that need services in first language. There are folks that need uh, someone that can understand where they're coming from in terms of their cultural practices, family values. And you don't have to be from the same community. You just need to be willing to understand and learn from your clients and learn from others about, you know, the diverse communities we that make up uh, the lower mainland and Metro Vancouver and BC populations. And what have been, you find, like, especially in doing this work, some of the barriers for South Asian folks in being able to access these kinds of services? Well, a big one can be language. You know, just not knowing how to connect with agencies, not being aware or familiar because they haven't been able to communicate with someone who can let them know about some of those resources. Uh, Often it is the struggle of, of having mental health issues or substance use issues and just trying to manage and cope and sometimes survive, uh, that, that can be a, a huge factor. Um, and, and, you know, I've, again, I've been in this sector where I've seen a lot of times where, you know, there's a lot of wait lists for services. So even when people reach out, they're often turned away because it's a huge wait list or because they don't quite fit all the criteria for services. So those are some of the barriers they're facing. But just, I think, just not even knowing and, and not having someone that they can connect with who's able to develop relationships with them and let them know what resources exist and, you know, find ways to get them to those resources, right? Like it's not just knowing where that stops the resources exist, but where do you go to access those resources? And do you find, especially I think when we talk about like substance abuse and mental health and within our South Asian community, do you find that stigma is still very much there or are we better at being much more open and having these conversations? Stigma absolutely exists, and it exists across all cultures, but it often can manifest itself differently within different cultures. Uh, so absolutely it's there. But again, I, I often say, well, what what can we as service providers do differently, right? If we know that certain communities aren't coming out to access certain services, instead of just saying, oh, well, they're not coming, let's figure out what do we need to do differently. Like, are we doing outreach? Are we getting out there? Are we going to places of worship or parks or community centers where folks may be coming together and letting them know? I think sometimes, yes, it's easy enough to say there's stigmas, and, and there are. I'm not going to minimize that. 
but I, I feel sometimes, and again, I'm owning this as someone that's been part of the, the, the systems, is we need to do a better job to connect with folks and and find different creative ways to connect with people, like I said, at different places, connecting with doctors, connecting with schools, you know, trying to contribute to a more sort of one-stop shop approach, which is really what Sucks wants to do, is let's try to bring all our services together so we don't uh, create all this confusion and, and contribute sometimes to some of these uh, barriers to accessing services. And let's talk about such communities hub role here. What exactly is the work that you folks do? So such as, a, as an actual organization or as a group hasn't been around too long. And it's just a few like-minded folks that came together and recognized that our community is just, they're, they're struggling as are a lot of communities and they're not getting anywhere near the supports they deserve. Again, we're trending in the right direction and we've got a lot of, you know, government systems and organizations that recognize the need and, and are starting to do some good work around that. But that's after, you know, many years of, of being underserved. And uh, so anyway, the, these folks came together and we sort of said, listen, we, we need to, we know these folks are suffering. We know they're struggling uh, with substance use mental health. We know their family members are suffering and su- struggling. Uh, we need to find a way to support these folks. And, and the, the longer term vision is actually a physical location, a one-stop shop, as I mentioned, where folks can come and they can get, you know, some support around financial aid, around counseling, around uh, maybe physical health, you know, medical, um, you know, whatever kinds of resources they need to just be able to go to one place instead of many, many places. Um, you know, there's cost to that. There's that's that's maybe a longer term goal of, of like a facility. But in the meantime, we can we can be more connected. We can connect virtually. We can just have these relationships and kind of overcome some of the silos that exist in our system. And so when people come to us, we're figuring out, okay, how do we best support this person? How do we address all those needs we were talking about? Instead of, again, um, just having a very siloed system, a very, um, frankly, broken system sometimes, uh, you know, like what can we do to have a more integrated system of support? And that's, you know, it's a huge undertaking, and I'm not saying we're anywhere close to to overcoming that, but the fact that we have like-minded people willing to do that is, is a huge step. And especially now with this recent funding that such has been given here, what does this mean for you guys in terms of the kind of work that you can do in the community? I think we all identified one of the, the, the huge gaps where, where a lot of folks were falling through were, were South Asian men that were struggling with opioid use. And again, often the, the, the cultural factors are often English isn't their first language. And, and so we, we looked at a priority being having outreach folks that can reach out to those, those folks. We, we already kind of know some of where they, they often are during the day. And if they can go out there and develop genuine relationships based on, on respect and based on uh, you know, transparency of what they can do to support those folks, and from there, start to have those dialogues and find out what's going on for those those men, we'll say, and um, and then finding out what what kind of supports they're looking for. Is that you know safer supply? Is that again income assistance, food supports, counseling, uh, you know detox or treatment? You know again, it's up to the individual what they may wish, but at least hearing from them, hearing what's going on for them, learning from them in terms of their experiences. Uh, and, and then 
determining what might be the best course of action for them, and then connecting with their family as well. Something we've observed is um, with this population, they may be spending a lot of time on the street, but they may still have family that they're connected to. And often their family is very much impacted by what's been going on with their loved ones. So if we can support the family, again, through some of the same kinds of resources, um, then we hopefully can contribute to some healing for a lot of those folks. And I know that you obviously, like you pointed out, South Asian men, there is kind of, you know, where you're seeing that group. And I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong here, that too, how this whole thing works is that, especially if there is somebody who's struggling with mental health or substance abuse, do they speak to somebody else, you know, who has been through sort of that kind of experience in ways of like, how can they get better and sort of, you know, get through the process? Is that how it works? Just, I want to know exactly like what it, the kind of work that goes on there. Absolutely. So our outreach workers are lived experience. They may have been struggling with certain uh, aspects of their own uh, well-being or substance use, uh, but they're in a place where they are able to do that, right? And and they've got some of the background and experience and, and education to be able to do that. You know, with this funding as well, we are looking at hiring folks that may not have um, the education or, or the training, but are even more so have some of the lived experience and again are in place because you know that peer-to-peer kind of contact you know connecting with someone that's maybe had many of those same experiences is key but we also don't want to put somebody in those those positions until they're you know until they're well and they're they think they're ready to do that type of work so absolutely lived experience um who who can understand where that person's coming from or even lived experience of maybe having been uh, uh, immigrants migrating here uh, just even the lived experience of sometimes the family relationships and in, um, extended family kinds of dynamics that, you know, often may occur within our communities. Gary, I want to thank you so much for your time. And if people want to get just more information on such community hub, or perhaps even if they want to get involved, where can they go? Uh, they're welcome to call. Um, so I work with an agency called Moving Forward Family Services, which provides counseling and we're, we're a, a partner. And so uh, they can contact the same number that uh, I often provide, which is 778-321-3054. Um, or they can uh, email such, S-A-C-H, at movingforward.help, H-E-L-P. Um, and if anybody wants to just, you know, they, I'm, I'm fairly easy to find. Uh, they can also go to the movingforward.help website and connect. Because, uh, again, I'm a partner with such uh, among several others. And so there's many different ways to connect with us. And, and from there, our commitment is to try to, I mean, we won't be able to do everything for everybody. That's just the reality. And I've been around long enough to know that we can't always you know, improve their financial circumstances sometimes or their housing, but we will certainly make every effort we can to get them connected to as many supports as possible. Thank you so much for your time, Gary. We really appreciate it. You take care. Thank you. We just spoke to Gary Thandi. He is with Such Community Hub, and we talked about how more help is on the way for South Asian people living in Greater Vancouver who face mental health and substance use challenges. On Monday, the B.C. government announced plans to provide $100,000 in funding to create a community hub. I'm in Kieran. Stay with us here on Spice Radio 1200 AM. This is The Morning Buzz.